1: to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now.
2: Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and we are talking about a topic today that, Danny, I just think you need to explain it, what we're really talking about, because I'm unsure.
3: You're unsure. I'm unsure, well, yeah. talk talking about a nail in a sure place. Yeah, so.
2: exactly. So I'm a little unsure, so if you could help well, me be more sure. I'll help you nail it. So right, there you uh, go. There you
3: go. The just uh, topic is a nail in a sure place, and it comes from Isaiah 22, 23. And it's, I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his Father's house. I mean, it's talking about the, the places in life, more so that you find yourself and— uh, could be a God-ordained place, but you may or may not be real happy about it. You know, we always find those. We always think that, you know, this Christian life is everything's going to be glorious and wonderful. And I think it was said in pre-show that this isn't Eden. Mm-hmm. That's over near Burlington, which we determined it uh, was not. So
2: in relationship to here, it's over that way. It's, it's east. over that
3: way. Yeah, it's east. Yeah, east of Eden. No, wait, oh. no.
2: That's a different show. That's a whole different show, right yeah, there. Exactly. So. No clips from that.
3: No. Yeah. But it just got a. What? Harold. Yeah.
2: Harold knows the way. Yeah. He knows the way. He's, He's from there. <laughs> just outside. Just outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just outside Eden. Yeah. <laughs> just outside Eden. Um, so a lot of as we're talking before in the other show. Um, about if you go back and you, you ask, I think a lot of the people in Scripture, do they feel like they were in a sure place at the moment they were in it? I think the answer would be no a lot of times. Now, they can be sure with God. That's a separate thing, and that's what we're talking cool. about. But to have their um, what's going on around them to be a place where they feel comfortable, to where they feel uh, certain of, that's not the case. You know, in, in most places, Abraham going to a new country. A lot of uncertainties, he made those travels, right? Or Abram at the time. But, yeah, you know, and so you have all this backdrop of uncertainty in it. And and that's typically what life is. There's a lot of uncertainty to it. I'm going to go to a clip from uh, the movie Friday Night Lights. It's not the most uh, uplifting clip. But what you have going on here is you have a football player, um, high school football player. He's in his junior year, I think, at this point in the uh, – in the movie and in the tv show and he uh, blows out his knee and he's from the inner city and it was his way of getting uh, provision for his family his dad had taken off provision for his mom you know he's going to make the pros he's got pro scouts that are looking at him even in high school you know talking to him about hey choose a good college all that kind of thing and then he hurts his knee and so his whole goal is to get back to the life that was a sure thing for him And so when you listen to this clip, he runs into a doctor that tells him news he really doesn't want to hear. And at the beginning of it, you'll find that this is Texas football, so it's a big deal Um, down in in Texas. It still is, high school ball. But the doctor is from a competing town, Midland. He he says early on, and it comes back to haunt him as we listen to this clip. But as you listen to this guy, what's really going on is he's not liking the place he's being nailed to right now.
4: My son Andrew played for Midland and ended up back east at Penn. Oh, he playing with uh, Joe Paterno. University of Pennsylvania, uh, pre med. Uh, just let it relax. You have any pain? Not at all. Does this hurt? Nope. None of that hurts. Nope. Okay, you're James's dad. No, I'm his uncle. Come over and let me let me look at the scan with you. Uh, this is the scan we just did today of his of his knee, and this is looking right through the middle of the knee and what we're looking at right through here is is the ACL and what this shows is that he's had a fairly significant a fairly serious injury James let me show you right through here is where the injury is and and it looks like you've had a pretty serious injury to that part of your knee significant enough that that I have concerns about what you can do from here on so when can I suit up well let me just say with how your knee felt when I examined it and what I see on the scan the things that you do well, the reason you're great is that you can run and cut and hammer people and you don't hesitate because you've got a solid knee. When you don't have this ligament, you can't do that, so it's really out of the question. Wait, no, 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 that's, that's not what Dr. Spencer said. He said three weeks, three weeks is up and I'm ready to play. I understand, I understand, but again, when I, based on what I see, when I feel your knee, examine your knee, what I see here, I see, I, you, 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 really can't play with this kind what of what injury. you are talking so about, quickly. I can't play? I'm gonna play. I'm ready to play. What I want is for you to be my team needs me. I'm ready to play. Listen to me. I am listening to you. I, I want I want what's best for you. You and I are on the same page. I want you We're to be not able on the same page. How, are. how you going to want what's best for me? Hold on, hold on. How you
3: going to want what's best for me? You from Midland, right? Listen to me. You from
4: Midland? Listen. Huh? I want to be able to change. This is Blue,
3: bull, man. You just jealous because you, you, know, you from what, Midland. No, what I recommend, listen You're to me. You jealous
4: because you from right. Midland. Right. Who paying you? I right. recommend. Who paying you? Come on, booby. That's okay. paying you. You trying
5: to take my football. Come here. No, listen. You trying to take my football. out here.
2: That sounds like me sometimes, <laughs> a little bit, but you know, I think that that's, what you're hearing from him is a form of grief, right? And so you got to go through all those stages, anger denial, all those kinds of things until you can get to the place of acceptance where our journey's not a lot different, right? There's a lot of things in this life to to grieve over, whether that's relationships or finances or employment, you know? whatever that may be there's plenty of opportunity and we still have to go through that cycle get to get to that point at some point of acceptance right because we're at that point of acceptance that's when we can turn to God and say okay God what do you have planned here I still may not like where I'm at but you have me here what now you guys are all shaking your head again no rattling Harold has something to say
6: I think the key is that we should always keep in mind what Isaiah said about God's ways being higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. We can't understand things that he understands. So if we're in a situation that we don't like, we need to think about whether or not it may be good for somebody else and that we just got to endure it until it changes. I think about Job a lot of the time, that uh, he never gave in to the friends, quote-unquote, that were telling him things that were not true. Job knew what was true, and he stuck to his guns. And God came on the scene and told the others that Job was right. And so he won out in the end because he persevered. Mm -hmm. Even when his wife had told him to curse God and die, he said, you're a foolish woman. So, I think that's important for us to realize that we may be where we are, not because it's what we want or what we think is best for us, but God knows better than us.
1: How did she take that, (laughs) Harold? Did she take that hard when he told her that?
2: Oh, she went off in a huff. Yeah. (laughs) Talked about it for weeks. Well, you know, God understanding thing. Maybe God will understand Jim's texts sometimes because Jim Jim tells us that he's going to be off towing, T-O-E-I-N-G. None of us ask him what he meant, but I don't really know what that means. Well, I think you said it earlier, a Tobocop. He's Tobocop. Yeah. Yeah, he's towing. He used to be a cop. I think you could just call him Tobocop. Nailed
1: it. Nailed it. That's right. Oh, nailed it. Well, we had talked about earlier, you know, that since he doesn't have his whole big toe, which is a scary, you know, picture, you know, do they become— He's a big dude slip flops and slip flops p- yeah i mean we had
2: a <laughs> in between shows we had a really deep conversation on <laughs> slip flops they would all be slides at that point you know if you call them slides you know because
1: yeah
0: harold was telling us about how big uh goliath's sandals were yeah yeah yeah, yeah. philistine flops yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly
2: Trademark. anyway so danny you had a question for the group did you not Somewhat of a question. A, statement, a statement-ish question-ish.
3: We question whether it's a statement or not. So. Okay. It's, it, think of a time when life was tough and you may have been unsure where life had taken you and possibly in hindsight, you see that God has used you as his nail in a sure place. And, you know, just kind of personal stories and one of which about four or five years ago i was probably six or seven years ago when the journey began i was working at a company in greensboro i was a, a a commercial appliance technician well my knees and my back began to give out and i went to the doctor about my back and he says i got good news and bad news good news is don't have to do surgery on your back bad news is what else can you do for a living mm-hmm. and so i kind of went into panic mode and you know god opened up doors in that company and ended up with a desk job and you know moved into management and i was on the mountaintop because this was my nail in a sure place well it came to be that because of the way the management shuffled in that business i was gonna literally die of a heart attack there was so much stress so thing, and so i my wife looked at me and said, you either find another job or you're going to die of a heart attack. She said, I don't see And so here I am thinking, okay, God, you took me here. So what do we do? Because I don't know what else I'm going to do. I know this business. I know the service business. And, you know, he opened up another door where I'm at now. And But, you know, it wasn't a fun place to be. And, you know, I went through the things you talked about, the anger, the grief, you know, because my plan was to retire from that company. I'd been there 11 years, you know, was invested in this company, and all of a sudden, it's like like somebody talked about earlier, the claw hammer began to rip at things, and, you know, I wasn't sure at all, but God was sure, mm-hmm. because, you know, now here we are in King and hanging out with you guys and
1: all kinds of neat things. Yeah, that's the nail we're unsure about. Yeah. I'm going to go in a little different direction. When you when you said about stories, this one came to my mind. I is something that happened really surprised me. I've never forgotten it. Is that when I was I used to run the big Chrysler Plymouth store in Winston Salem and got fired. Um, I won't even go into why all that was, but I had done a Bible study in the place and. And we'd sold a lot of cars, and from my standpoint, we we saw a lot of success. When I left the place, it was certainly a heartbreaker. Um, And one of those where you felt the claw pulling you out. But I got several calls from employees like six, eight months later. And and by this time, I'd started the Westside Chrysler Dodge Jeep, and I was doing okay and whatever. And they said, you just wouldn't believe what happened when you left, Robbie everything changed the the language changed the way people sold cars changed it went from we're doing this for the customers to we're doing it for ourselves and 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 you don't even because it wasn't anything that I sat there and oh I but you know God obviously is just with his servants let me just say this to everybody that's listening if you if, if you're if you've got a heart after God and you begin to enjoy those values and and even though you're blowing it like sam says i was no angel and they they would see me scream believe me all the things that that you would think you know would be a horrible witness you know i was all the above (laughs) however i've never gotten over the fact that wow you, you you leave a footprint you don't even know that you leave because you're a nail in a secure place because peop- you, you either bring out the best around the people that you're around or you bring out the worst. And and with God, you know, w- w- with you and in your incitement and your enthusiasm, you know, you're bringing out things in people you don't know you're bringing out. You know, I'd go down the path of not a,
0: <clears throat> pardon me, not just being a single like nail in this place or this thing, but there's constantly this I'm nailing myself down I've got a wife and kids and a great job and I nailed myself I'm never probably going to leave that next thing you know God's ripping that nail out I'm moving to North Carolina thinking okay I got this job it this is kind of cool we're off on our own in North Carolina new adventure and I don't even make it a year in that place. I'm, I'm kicked out of there because things are just corrupt and it's horrible, but I've met three great guys that worked for me there that were just wonderful people and two of them are very godly people and I just had so much respect for me. You, you know, you think about that little small time and I think about what they imprinted on me while I was there. They were just wonderful to work with and then... You go into your next job and the shenanigans that went on there, oh my gosh, it just, it started off as like a normal, everything is normal but then the individual that I worked for and the things that he did and where his life was and then next thing you know relationship goes bad there because he's the one that actually hired me and brought me in and was you know, things were good but you could just see how the all the, just the nastiness in this man's life and what's going on inside his own world outside of work and inside of work. And then it's like, finally, I'm out of there. And you, you're just in, you're nailed in one place, nailed in another. What, you're either wanting to rip out a nail or you want to just say, no, this is it. I want to stay here. It's that constant battle. I, I don't know where the heck to be half the time. <clears throat> and then, here I am driving in the morning going to going to work at 5am and Dr. J. Vernon McGee and Lord put that nail in for the final time and said you are mine all these times that I would start up to church and then go out and I just felt so good being there but yet I couldn't sustain anything boom he nails it I'm like I want to learn I want to read the Bible I want to listen I want to learn about him and next thing you know I'm in I don't care it's like I'm going and, and I'm learning and I'm meeting people that i never would have met otherwise and here i am sitting on some crazy radio podcast show with a bunch of weirdos and you know here we are talking about we're talking about jesus on the radio you know i remember Robbie. That that's one of my favorite ones where you're talking to the guy like down in texas and it's like yeah we're one of those who talk about jesus on the radio this is i mean this is great this is as sure a place as I can get and every time I there's something that even would remotely say hey rip this nail out and I'm just like man I, I just Lord I'm really going to have to come to you do you have to really have to rip hard to rip this nail out
2: Andy did you have something you want to share
5: yeah so this has been something that's kind of on my heart lately is so you guys know that and I've talked on the radio about it before that I came here broken relationship separated from my wife and, you know, I, I don't tell everybody this, but it's it's been like 10 years. And and when I st- first started down, I wanted to do like most people in that, move on, do it, you know, just go find something to ease the pain and to find somebody else. And, you know, I tried that, and I tried different things, and I kept just running into like a, you know, a roadblock. And, um, you know, I've... <laughs> I guess it was a really big nail because ten years is a long time. But um, through that process, you know, I, I just I know that I would not be the man that I am now without that process and walking through it. It was it's not been comfortable at all. There have been so many times, particularly in the early stages, and now I've kind of understood, looking back, what God was doing, and still I question. Still, I question just because you know that there's a nail there and you're supposed to be in God's will, you're still going to ask why. You're going to still say, when can I get a reprieve? When can things change? When can restoration happen? When can I get some kind of relief? But, you know, there's a lot of trust in there. I mean, we've talked earlier about Joseph and how he was in the jail for so long under Potiphar and all that situation and all that God had to do in that situation. So there is a part of just maturing and growth that comes through there. There's glory when God's children suffer um, to to understand what their role is or to benefit the kingdom of the plan. But, and, you know, again, I, I've not been by any means always, I've not been a, a, a willing um, vessel that's been nailed. <laughs> you know, we were talking earlier about just the fact that when the disciples were told to take up their cross and follow Jesus, that was before he had actually been nailed to the cross, obviously. And he was basically telling them that they were going to have to be nailed, you know, that they were going to have to be nailed to his will to follow him and to do, you know, his will. So I don't, I don't know. I guess there's something that comes out of that that it secures your faith at a place that that good times never would i mean difficult times bring out the best in your faith we see it with Job, we see it with paul we see it with david we see it with so many of uh, and why wouldn't it be for us we're saints just like them right
2: yeah i had a couple <coughs> stories one of them you know my my company in indiana moved me down here to uh, help start a division down here and 18 months later, they're closing their doors corporately, right? And so there's a a season in there of a lot of uncertainty because I had a house in Indiana we were trying to sell, which wasn't going well. Had a house down here, um, was very extended financially, and all of a sudden I got no income. It's going to be coming in. And uh, so Heidi and I were married at the time, and uh, we went off to pray, and we both prayed separately and then came back together, prayed together, and felt very strongly that God was telling us to stay here. You know, at this point, I wasn't really certain whether I was going to have any you know, employment opportunity, anything like that, and we're just like, well, we're going to stay. You know, I feel like we're going to stay. Well, I did get an employment opportunity, never missed a day of work at that point, fortunately. Um, but more importantly, about three weeks later is when Darren, uh, you know, friend of the show that's been on the show, uh, founder, part of the yeah. show here, right? Uh, reached out and said, hey, are you interested in doing a boot camp? You know, he'd found, a, found me on the uh, Ransom Heart at the time or Wild at Heart's website. You know, and so he reached out, you know, just a few weeks after we would have bailed and taken off and said, hey, you know, uh, would you like to do a boot camp? And how many years later now, you know, and uh, how many boot camps later that, uh, you know, God really had a bigger plan, you know. Um, the second part of that story, I'd say the place that I got the next opportunity for work, I was part owner of the company. I uh, thought that's what I wanted. It was the most miserable time in my life, because um, there was other owners, you know, and they're good people. We just disagreed on how things should work, and I'd signed a non compete, and it looked like there was no way to get out of there, and still keep my livelihood al- alive. and And God helped me get out of that situation, and it came out really well. But what it did for me is, when I went to where I'm working now, I've been out eight years. Is I can have a really bad day at work now. But I can look back and go, it's still not as bad as the days back here, <laughs> you know. And so it gives me a perspective that I never would have had during that time. It was not a pleasant time. It was not good for my heart, but it was good for my soul, right? It, it was something in that that you know. I prayed for a year straight, God, I need out of this situation. I don't know how to get out, and He orchestrated a way that I got walked out of it with everything I'd ask
1: about, for the most part, you know, for the most part. So it was sort of like a uh, giants. What was the name of Facing that football? the giants. Facing yeah, the giants no. moment for you? That's why I said almost. It was almost like that. Uh,
2: yeah, thank you. We, we won't get into my whole philosophy on that. But, yeah. So, uh, Wayne, do you have anything you'd Let like to Let me just say,
5: nailed it! <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Wayne, you got anything you want to add to the uh, the equation here? we got a few minutes left.
7: Yeah, um, I mean... You know, I'm kind of in this spot right now, and it's not the first time. Uh, you know, I've given a lot of thought to it. You know, in, in 2014, you know, whenever I went to Team Challenge, you know, I had to walk away from everything. I had to walk away from an amazing job, an amazing house. Uh, came out, um, didn't really know what was going where and how we were going to make it and what we were going to do. Kind of in that place again. We're got it, and and it's interesting because now we're watching. You know he had me walk away from my job last March. Well, now we're seeing where a lot of people are making that choice. A lot of people are starting to do that. So it's like there's this opening now where he's starting to allow me to speak into the lives of others and the things that I've had to go through. Um, Even today, uh, oddly enough, you know, I got the letter, you know, stating, you know, what's coming and, and I had a lot of, I had some peace in it. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't angry anymore. I wasn't. Uh, you know, why me, God? It, you know, He prepared me to see this coming. And and then this evening before the radio show, you know, we had a guy come by to pick up a dresser that we were selling, and we sat out there for almost an hour talking about the th- same things. Um, you know, the same things that he's seeing within the church and and in the failure of community there within that. And some different things and it just he continually even though it looks hard in the moment even though it's painful he keeps using it he keeps using these things and, and even now like I'm, I'm looking I'm looking forward I'm you know, me and my wife were talking about you know the fact that we're getting ready to sell our home and I truly want to see it through like I, I almost don't want to keep the house I want to see what God's going to do on the other side of this because each time it has, it it's gotten better. Um, you know, even another friend and I were talking earlier as we were driving, and, you know, if you look at the life of the disciples, we talked about how, you know, it was never easy for them. But there was a certain point after the resurrection of Christ and after the fire baptism that things were different for them. They saw things differently. Um, they were able to rejoice in the prison. They were they had this joy, this thing about them that, you know, it, it could not be challenged. You could not challenge their faith in who God is and who Christ is and in who they were in him. And so I'm, I'm looking for that. Like I'm looking for the, you know, when does the, uh, when does the pain stop? Cause at some point it's got to, right? At some point we press into our face so much that we truly believe what he says. Um, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to That's what I'm, I'm not there, I'm not there yet um, but that's what I'm looking for
2: Thanks Wayne Harold, did you have anything you wanted? to add?
6: Well I had a situation that was not unlike some that have already been described we were in Columbus, Mississippi and uh, in a great uh, church family there uh, and didn't want to mm-hmm. leave but One of the things that happened when I lost that job, we came here and I was able to take care of a great aunt and it was in Greensboro all by herself for about the last 10 years of her life. And uh, she didn't have any children of her own. She considered me her child. And uh, so I look back and and I see God's hand in all of it. It wasn't something I wanted to do at the time, but now I see the value in it.
2: Thanks, Harold. I don't know where you find yourself nailed today. I do know that God's in the midst of it, and He's got something for you. Even if it's a really hard thing you're going through, God will help you get through it. Just turn to Him. Go through those stages. Walk with Him.
4: Go register for boot camp. This is The Truth Network.